You're listening to the She is Fierce radio show. She is Fierce connects women to each other and their dreams. You'll meet incredible women who all have one thing in common. They took a leap. They've got passion. They're on a mission. They're doing exciting and rewarding things. And they want to help you take your big leap. And now your host, She is Fierce founder, Kelly Youngs. Hi, everyone. This is Kelly Young's founder of She Is Fierce and host of the She Is Fierce podcast. I am so delighted to be able to share a special interview with you today featuring one of my favorite women in the world, Charlene Landon. Charlene recently retired from her role as the vice president of business operations at PGA Tour Entertainment after a long and highly distinguished career in leadership there. She is my go-to mentor for leadership and team building skills, and she is the kind of person who can command a room at work and then babysit for her employees' kids on the weekend. We can all learn a lot from her grace under pressure. I hope you enjoy her uplifting story of retiring during a pandemic and her words of wisdom on how she was able to see the silver linings in her own situation. Enjoy. I want to introduce Charlene Landon. She is both a mentor and a consultant and a coach for She Is Fierce members. And um, I'm so excited to have her in my world and to hopefully do more with Char in the future with She Is Fierce. But today I've invited her to share her story of finding the silver linings in retiring in the middle of a global pandemic, which sounds rough, you know? And I want to, I don't want to give away too much of your story because it's fascinating. Can I ask you to just go ahead and share a little bit of what that has looked like for you, Shar? Sure. Um, it's nice to be here today, Kelly. Thanks for inviting me. Um, you know, Kelly and I were talking because um, everybody keeps asking me, how are you doing, Char? So after a amazing 30 plus year uh, career with the PGA Tour, I gave my notice uh, a year ago and thinking everything was going to be um, sort of the traditional route of leaving someplace, um, you know, getting your replacement um, and ultimately as it got closer, there were a couple of um you know, retirement parties planned, people were starting, you know, to say their goodbyes. And, you know, I was thinking about what I was going to say at my parties and, and all of that. And um, all of a sudden, the week of the Players Championship, obviously, COVID-19 had been early stages, but that's really when it seemed to get serious. Um, You know, my favorite tournament in the world, the Players Championship was Um, at first we were going to play without, um, anybody attending. And then ultimately they made the right decision and canceled the the rest of the tournament. So that changed things dramatically. Everybody went to working from home and it was abrupt. It was one day we were working the, in the office and the next day we were all working from home. And I really didn't know the impact of that until a couple of days in, all the new Zoom calls, conference calls every day, but I realized that I wouldn't get to see people anymore. 
that I wouldn't get to say my individual goodbyes. And that was, um, that was tough to think about that. I mean, I've worked with many of these people for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, some even 30 years. And um, to think about not saying goodbye, not having those moments that, um, while I'd like to think of myself as a humble person, it was still going to be fun to have those retirement parties. And, um, and that all changed, just as everybody's life changed. And um, so I started going through that transition of I was still three weeks away from retiring, but in essence, that was the last time I was ever going to be in the office working after 30 some years. So that was a big, big, big adjustment. And somewhere in there, when I was starting to feel down, I decided that I had to look for, um, uh, you know, the best things that could come out of this and what could I you know, take for this. I'm a big person and always believing everything happens for a reason. And so what ultimately I started to see is that this three-week head start was a head start of the transition for the remainder of my next chapter of my life. Um, and so I went from thinking of it as um, sad uh, to thinking of it like, okay, you have to now see this as your life is going to be probably at home, maybe working remotely, being on Zoom conference calls. You have to learn about that. Um, you have to learn how to communicate uh, not being with somebody in person. And so I, I looked at it and thought, you know what, maybe this was while I, while I hesitate, like I'm sad that I didn't get to see the people, I know I will see them shortly and we'll celebrate in postponement. Um, but I, I look at it as, as a, a way that I was able to transition and see a new version of my life. And so for me, I tried, I, that's what I took out of it is the silver lining of what I was learning. Um, gosh, sure. So you know, I think that there are so many stories that are common and of course they're unique to each of us during this time, you know, working from home as a mom or, um, you know, trying to figure out your career in the middle of everything else that's going on. But your story is unique because you, like you said, you, you had 30 years, many of them, you know, 15, 20 years with the same people and real relationships that, of course, you're still friends with them and you will be able to see those people again. But I know for you, you and I have been talking for over a year, really, about the experience of, you know, shifting and adapting and becoming somebody with this beautiful fresh start in front of you, but also appreciating and recognizing the importance of leaving a great legacy for those people. So, you know, you had to kind of shift from planning for these awesome parties, which will eventually come again. And you had to shift your plans. I know you were planning on traveling and you, you know, I, I can say this truly because we've talked many times, you have done it so gracefully. So can you talk a little bit about how you have been able to do that? Because I, I have to say that I honestly think, you know, of course I can't say because maybe you would have just handled everything gracefully anyway. 
But as I have watched you as an outsider, it seems to me like you are handling this even more gracefully or more confidently and with a brighter outlook than you might've even done otherwise. And I would love to hear, you know, how you have been able to frame that in your mind. I think that would be so helpful. Well, again, I think it's about, um, you know, I think it is about being resilient. Um, I'd like to think that um, that is something that, um, you know, I have always uh, been. And, and I think in that, again, it's looking for the things that are going to be the most productive to you. Um, I, I will tell you, Kelly, sometimes when I look I will look back and um, the parties would have been wonderful. They still will be one day, but I will tell you the the words and feelings and notes and letters that I have received um, that replaced people being in front of me at the parties, I think they would have said wonderful things and they would have said, you know, good luck, Char, and, and all the best to you. And thank you for, you know, what you've done. But, and that would have been wonderful. But I tell you again, looking for the silver linings, I wrote an email to the staff and to the tour. And the responses that I got were so incredible that frankly, I had to stop reading them because they were so incredibly touching. And I think it gave people a, a freedom and a license to write down their feelings that if they would have been standing in front of me with a hundred other people in the room, they just would not have been able to express. So I am so grateful and thankful and, and again, see that silver lining that I got because of the situation and crisis and, and pandemic that we're in the way that I said goodbye just changed. So again, that's not what I saw at the beginning, but it is what I see now. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that that's, I, I don't have to have a lot of time go, to go by for me to be able to catch these moments to say, just listen, just look. If you do that, you will see things differently that you don't have to say, you know, in four months, I'm going to have a retrospective about this. I could feel those things during the moment. So um, I've, you just adapt. You, you, you look at a situation and you say, okay, I can go down this path, okay, of sort of feeling sorry for myself and boy, how could this happen to me after this 30-year career of everything that I gave? And instead I said, hey, listen, I am such a small part of this incredibly difficult situation that the whole world is going through that I have to just have that perspective. And so that's what I chose to do. It's like, okay, uh, let's Let's, let's send notes back of thanks. Let's give these people something to say. What you said to me was incredibly touching and it will always be with me in my heart. But again, I'd like to think that I'm resilient. I look at a situation and say, there's usually two paths that you can go down here. One is probably a little bit more productive than mm. the other. And I'd like to think that I just decided that that's the direction I was going to go with this. And, and this too shall pass. 
and we will get back to some new set, a new way of normalcy. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I'll look back and say, um, this one, it was an incredibly challenging, but, uh, you know, just touching moment of my life that I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, you touched on this, but you were, you're so modest that you did not share, I think, some of the messages that you got. And I know you shared just a little bit of that with me personally. Would you share just a little bit of what you were able to get in writing, which I think is so special because you're encapsulating people's emotions and you'll have that forever instead of, like you said, um, maybe a hug from someone that really cares about you, but would never have thought, let me write you a letter to tell you what you meant to me. Well, there were many. Um, as a matter of fact, right now I've probably got um, gotten at least 200 from the staff of PGA Tour Entertainment, as well as the, some, many of the staff from the PGA Tour headquarters. That is amazing. And my sister made a suggestion, as a matter of fact, that I am going to print them all out and I'm going to just just keep them together yeah. um, because they just meant so much to me. But ironically, the ones um, that meant so much were there were so many people that while I've worked with them for a while, I would never have necessarily thought that we were extremely close. I think they knew I genuinely cared about them. I respected them. And I had concern always for what was happening in their career and in their lives. But but those things were usually never verbalized. And um, several of them came from men um, that I was surprised that wrote me notes that talked about, um, I don't want to get choked up, but just that that how much um, I meant to them, how much they thanked me for everything that I did for creating. My my biggest um, success, I think, if I look back at my 30-year career, is that um, many, many people will tell me that I created a family environment. And sort of nothing makes me feel better because I always thought about that. I want people work so hard and so many hours that I just wanted to do everything I could to make the the environment as best as it could possibly be for them. Whether we it was about having fun, uh, just that the building was nice, that they got what they needed for their offices. Again, every little thing that we could do that was going to help in some way. And I never thought about it. I never spoke about it. But in the notes I received from the people, uh, many staff members and colleagues, they all mentioned it. And so that is was incredibly touching that what I thought I was doing or trying to do, it connected and they, it mattered to them. And so um, again, and then I got an incredibly amazing um, letter from uh, the commissioner of the PGA tour who, which uh, you know, was two pages and um, so uh, detailed in talking about um, you know, some of the things that I had done over the years. And so, and thanking me for everything. 
Um, again, most of all, creating an environment that people felt really good about coming to work every single day. So um, again, I don't think I would have gotten all those. I think I might have gotten a few, but um, but I will treasure all of them for the rest of my life. So, I mean, first of all, 200, I had no idea <laughs> you got that many. And that is just so special. And I think there's so many things for me, just thinking about the silver linings piece of this that kind of stuck out for me. And I, I would love to just ask your, your wisdom. And one was just a thought for those of you who are watching, you know, I think I've, I even talked about this on a different, look, you're like making me cry. I can see my, I thought no one would be able to tell. Um, one of them, which is not so much a question, but I love this idea of taking this moment in time and actually telling people that matter to you, that they matter to you, right? Mm -hmm. So not just expressing, um, you know, in a hug or in, you know, let's go out for drinks, but actually taking this moment to say, it's important to me to connect with you. Um, whether that is because you're retiring or simply because we live far away from each other and we never speak. And I think that that is something that is an opportunity for all of us that does bring a lot of meaning. And man, for you, that's an incredible, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. It's just an incredible moment in time. It was. And, and sort of the, one of the, a couple of neat things happened sort of in my last week. And one in particular, we had um, we have a monthly staff meeting for the entire 140 staff members at PGA Tour Entertainment. And so we were doing that, uh, you know, via uh, Zoom, and uh, which, again, was a, a very different because uh, usually I'm standing in front of everybody and, um, you know, making the announcements and asking them if they have any questions and giving them any updates. And so... Um, at the end of it, my boss happened to be on the Zoom call as well, and we got through the end, and then my boss, very unexpectedly, I did not expect him to do this, uh, said, um, uh, well, everybody knows this is Char's last um, monthly staff meeting. We did not expect it to happen like this, uh, but, um, you know, and then he said a little bit, very nice things of thanking me, and then... Um, very unexpectedly, all, every single one of them unmuted their computers and um, everybody started clapping. Um, and somebody even said, Shar, uh, this is a virtual standing ovation. Um, so again, those unique things that I know I would have gotten many of those, but even that as strange as it was to not be there in person, somebody even said, Char, this is something that you will remember the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. So anyway, again, silver linings to just see these things, but you have to be looking for them. You really have to be, and then look for them, see them, and then just take a moment to appreciate them because they're all around us, but we do have to be looking and, and then taking a moment to appreciate them. Okay. So, so with all of your past experiences, cause I know this is a unique situation, but certainly you have dealt with many different crises and different things that required really strong leadership in tough moments. And you talked about this before. I love your style of leadership because you are both a strong leader and somebody that focuses on 
um, you know, creating a sense of family and a sense of connection. So for people who are business owners who are trying to keep the um, ship steady in this time, for people who are leaders of their own organizations or teams, what do you recommend um, as far as either mindset or approach in how to connect and continue a sense of, you know, solidarity or certainty in a really uncertain time? Okay, well, a couple of things. And first of all, um, they probably relate more in this moment of sort of challenge crisis, but honestly, they could be used at any time because while, while nothing compares to what we've been going through for this past month, there's always challenges. They're just to a much, much lesser degree. So the things that have worked for me um, both in this 30 plus year career I've had, as well as even going back to high school and college are, um, uh, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I think you have to show courage. Um, you always have to understand what the situation is, uh, the very, very specific and what, what, what impact can it potentially have on your business and, or even your life, yeah. um, I think it's like, what are the immediate needs? Um, if you have others, like in a work environment, then you have to set up your teams, be very, very, very specific with, with what you want your teams to do. Everybody's looking for guidance and leadership and they want direction. They are very, everybody's very, very willing to pitch in, um, to do what's gotta be done, but they have to have somebody giving direction and then let them go and do it. Um, so they want very specific responsibilities. And then um, this is important. You got to control your own fear. The one thing um, that I would like to think is that, um, that I always set a good example. I always knew people were watching um, and looking at me, what was my demeanor was I nervous? Was I calm? And again, it's setting the tone and setting the example for the staff to, you know, to, to just, you know, understand um, that we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And we're going to just walk through this methodically and get to the other side. Um, also during this time, it's really, really important to listen. Um, again, people have fears, they're nervous about things, they've got things happening at home, they may have children, uh, child care issues, they may have all kinds of different things happening, um, and they need you to listen to their perspective, and you need to take it in and understand what is the best thing I can do to get the most out of this person and to keep them engaged and productive during this time. Um, and what's really important is they want feedback now. Mm. They don't want you to say, well, let me think about that for three or four days. You've got to be, you've got to take it in. You've got to analyze it pretty quickly. There could be some things that you may need to get back the next day. But again, they're looking for that as a part of leadership. Is somebody answering their questions? Is somebody quickly advising them of what to do? Um, uh, encouragement and positivity. Again, it's that same demeanor that you're setting. Um, 
you know, I'm nervous about things too. You know, when this first started happening, I can tell you quite frankly, as someone that was about to retire, I was looking at the stock market every single day, wondering what was happening to my retirement fund. And I could feel that. I was nervous about it, but it wasn't something that I could, um, you know, I could take it in and, 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 you know, absorb it myself. And then I finally had to just let it go and accept that I was in this with everybody else and that I just had to hope for the very best. So, but I couldn't just drown myself or let others see me uh, being that way. So um, everybody just needs to stay focused. There will be a new normal. And I've always known that from day one. Um, you, the, the problem was we just didn't know how long this middle part was going to last, but I always knew we were going to get to the other side. Um, and, and then I think when this is done and we're back at, or any crisis, I think you have to reflect. I think you have to look at what happened. What could you have done differently? You don't need to wallow in it, but you do need to take a little bit of time to reflect see how can we change, um, make changes based upon our experiences. And then lastly, and most importantly, um, there, you need to celebrate with the team. Yeah. This will be something that none of us will ever forget. And we're going to get through this and we will know that this, we as a team got through it together. And at the end of that, there needs to be a moment to say, good job on us, that we got through this and we came out the other side. There's work still to be done, but we survived the biggest part of this crisis. Yes. I mean, what a beautiful way to kind of come to the end of our conversation. And you talked a little bit about this before, but I, I think such an important focus on your experience from your story. And I know for every single person in the world right now is understanding and focusing on resilience. And I would love just your insight into what resilience means to you and how you think everybody listening um, can kind of incorporate that into their life in a, in a stronger way than they are now, or if they're struggling, how can they find a little bit of resilience? Right. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying it's always going to be easy either, but how I see it is that um, whatever happens, you're, you're able to withstand it, that um, you, 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 you see the adversity, you know what it is, you, you meet it head on, and you're going to have a few setbacks, but the most important thing is you are going to recover. It is going to be better. Um, one of the things as a leader I think you need to do is, again, going back to that setting an example, but just a little bit differently, you've got to sustain your energy because those setbacks are going to come. Those moments of like, whoa, are going to come. But your energy level needs to be sustained. You need to accept the pressure. You need to cope. And then you need to adapt. Um, there's going to be the bounce back. So, and, and as a leader, you do carry the responsibility of, of being the one 
that has to keep your energy level up, your positivity up, your resilience up because everybody else is watching you, you know? And on a personal level, even if you didn't have a team, you need to do that for yourself because it is the best, quickest and most productive way to get to the other side is that you have to just meet it, cope, experience setbacks and adapt and survive it. I love that. I think that, um, you know, many of us are learning about ourselves <laughs> in this experience and learning Absolutely. about our friends. I feel like I, you know, the reason I asked you to come on here with me first was I've been just amazed at the way and the grace that you've carried this experience on your, your journey. And I think that it's such a fantastic example for every single one of us that whatever we're dealing with right now, we can look at the silver lining. We can see the opportunity and the possibility that will come when this has passed. And I want to ask you, will you share your final words of wisdom? So anything that you would really want those in our community to walk away with today as they go back into life and continue to, to focus on being resilient? Wow. Well, I don't feel like I have all the answers, but I do know this. I, I have never felt so much like we are all in something together than I have during this experience. Um, and so because of that, I, I hope everybody can, can look to that, that we all are in this together and understand there is strength in numbers. And because we all are adapting and, and figuring things out and learning new things, um, that at the end of it, it, the silver lining is, I hope we all do learn and take a moment to take something out of all of this. This all could not happen, have happened without us changing. And so I know there are a lot of people going through some tough times right now. Um, you know, I, I feel for you, I think the world is feeling for everybody that's going through really challenging, you know, times right now from either loneliness or financial reasons or, um, you know, so many different things that we're all experiencing. So I hope you know that, um, you know, there are so many people here uh, that, that are with you. And um, I, I feel the same way. I feel like people are with me and that makes me feel so good. So I would just say um, we're, we're, we're getting close and, and hang in there. It might take us a little while to go from normal A to get to normal B to whatever, uh, you know, it's going to look like in a year. But I think um, I would just say just um, hang in there and uh, reach out when you need any help. And, uh, you know, I'd be happy to talk to anybody too about leadership and anything that can help from that standpoint. So, um, you know, I feel honored to be here today to be able to share um, any words that I might have that could help anybody with their experience. So thank you, Kelly. You know, I'm honored to have you and I am grateful that you are giving us a little bit of your time in the middle of all of this. And we will have more of these silver lining stories for the next few weeks and we'll see how long. And, um, and I will also be jumping in here and we have some other phenomenal coaches and mentors 
Um, so just keep an eye on your emails, stay tuned to our social media, and you will see um, many other phenomenal women who have stories completely different from Shar's, but that I think will also inspire you to focus on the silver linings, to focus on that um, cultivation of resilience and to come out of this even better than you went into it. So thank you, Shar, and thank you to everybody who's watching. We will see you very soon and I hope you have a wonderful weekend.